Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of Off the Pace with Nick and George. Uh, we have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we have the Ruhoff Mortgage 500 from last weekend to talk about. Uh, the Folds of Honor 500 is this upcoming weekend in NASCAR. We have an IndyCar race. Uh, Sebring is this weekend. Um, and Formula One is also back this weekend. So a lot of action on the track all over the world. Uh, Going to be Let's like that punk out here and around the world. Around the world. Yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, <laughs> to, to get the boring shit out of the way, uh, we had the, like I said, the Ruhoff Mortgage 500. Um, by far, the, the worst race, I would say, out of the, the next-gen car. Um, yeah, but it's... it's not. Yeah, but it's Phoenix. I mean, it's really hard to put a good race on there. I hope to God this is last year that they have the season finale there. Um, again, I can't stress it enough. I understand cutting the dog leg is the only way a lot of these fucking cars can pass each other, but it just pisses me off watching people do that all race. Um, yeah, I, I can't stand it. Um, I really wouldn't mind if NASCAR just took a race away from Phoenix and gave it to another more deserving track. Uh, but anyway, into the race itself. It's annoying that the fin- that the like finale is there. Yeah, and I understand they put it there because Phoenix put a shit ton of money into that track, but bro, I I could put they should have put a little more and made it better. I don't know. Yeah, they they should have <laughs> left they should have left the layout the way it is. And I, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I'm just gonna talk all episode about how much I hate that fucking track. I don't stop now. <laughs> um, yeah, we had Ryan Blaney starting from the pole. So uh, what was that? Can you say that one more time? Ryan Blaney. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's <laughs> shut the fuck can't... up. Shut the fuck up. You want to sit here and talk about not being able to talk right? I, no, I, I can just, pull up all the clips. The way it you. came out was hilarious. It was like it was like Rainy Bellini or something like yeah. that. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, Ryan Blaney started on the pole. Uh, he would lead the first twenty-five laps. Uh, they came down pit road for the competition yellow, which again is one of the stupidest fucking rules. Um. <laughs> Like, I understood it last year because we didn't do any qualifying or practicing, which, again, was stupid. Um, listen, we're, we're three races in. We don't need the competition cautions every fucking 25 laps. Um, but during the competition caution, Blaney would get nailed with a pit road speeding penalty, sending him to the back of the pack, um, which which would suck. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely I would not be a fan of that. I, like you said, first of all, taking the... It, it's stupid to begin with, but um, to now not only have to go through said stupid competition, whatever, um, caution, I totally lost the word there for a second, but now you end up getting a speeding penalty. It, it, I, I really would... wish like that was our penalty, though, for speeding. It's just like I, you have to pull into a gas station <laughs> and hang out there for like 10 minutes. You can't <laughs> you get out of your car. You can't get out of your car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then not pay the Honestly, couple hundred thousand couple hundred dollar fine yeah right but uh, you know we don't get those privileges i guess but anyway uh william byron uh, would finally add some excitement to his day and his season pulling off the win in stage one uh with a quick chase briscoe breathing down his neck um the race would actually give byron his first playoff point of the season hopefully for his sake uh, a few more of those to come if he doesn't uh fuck him anyway <laughs> Uh, Ryan Blaney uh, would find himself back in the front after a hard charge from the rear. Uh, he would end up leading a total of 143 laps. He would win stage two, 
Um, he would run into some steering issues later on in the day. I think he also had a bad pit stop, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah. just wasn't able to get himself back into the lead. Would end up fourth on the day. Um, so, again, not a bad day for him. Uh, last week, he, he had a dominant car gets taken out of the race. So it was good to see him able to stay up front and run up front and you know come back from his penalty like he did. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's a few drivers here that uh, I, I think we've seen all season like could get down on themselves with uh, some of the luck that they have early on in these races, and they continue to fight back. Um, you know, which obviously props to uh, the new cars and the layouts because you know, obviously, if we're playing follow the leader, it's a little hard to get back to the front from you know the back of the pack. But <clears throat> we've definitely seen people you know, working their way back up. So great to see, um, you know, that's one thing me personally, like, and probably most people, you watch racing for the passes. You don't want to just watch cars driving in front and behind each other. So, um, you know, when we do see people like this, you know, have to go to the back or even start in the back and hard charge their way up. It's, it's great to see. Absolutely. Um, and somebody who had, success all day uh we just talked about a little bit previously there uh, chase briscoe would hold on at the end uh in a rather competitive finish for how the rest of the race went um after two late restarts bringing home his first nascar cup series win in phoenix uh and with that win he actually became the 200 200th different driver to win a cup series race um and it was only his 40th start of his career so congrats to him um he was having a good season, so it's nice to see him get a win, and hopefully, you know, he keeps that up. Yeah, uh, you know, as a as a Sword Haas racing fan, uh, always like seeing their guys win, um, and I I've really liked enjoyed uh, watching Briscoe, uh, especially in the Xfinity series. And he got called up. He didn't have the greatest year last year, but you know, not bad by any means. Um, so yeah, it was awesome to see him get his first win. It's it's really good to see Stuart Haas running. As, as well as they are this year, especially with all the struggles they had last year. Uh, our role is constantly either in the top 10 or knocking on the door. Harvick is keeping his name up there. Briscoe had been, uh, you know, he had that accident last week that took him out. Um, so, yeah, great to see, you know, their names up there. And, and again, the parody continues, you know, no repeat winners so far. Uh, we'll see if that changes as we go on. I'm sure it will, especially once these guys start to get the cars figured out more. Um, but good for him. A quick rundown of the top 10. Uh, in 10th, we had Chris Buescher. 9th, we had Daniel Suarez. Uh, good to see him bounce back uh, from getting knocked out of the race last week. Uh, Joey Logano finishes 8th. Kyle Busch, 7th. Kevin Harvitt, 6th. Uh, he has now tied Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty for the most consecutive top 10s at a single track. Um, I believe it's 18 consecutive top 10s now. And Petty and Earnhardt both did it at North Wilkesboro. Harvick has done it at Phoenix now. Uh, Kurt Busch uh, finishes fifth. Ryan Blaney, fourth, as we said. Tyler Reddick, third. Uh, Ross Chastain, second. And Chase Briscoe, of course, your winner. Um, so, again, a lot of different names up there that you might have seen in years past, which is awesome to see. And I just want to say one thing real quick. I think Eric Jones is getting paid by NASCAR to fucking make these finishes as exciting as they are. <laughs> um, last week he wrecks, you know, just before Bush takes the white flag, and again he wrecks this week just before Briscoe takes the white flag. Luckily, like the outcome didn't change. I, nobody, I don't, I don't remember anybody going up at road 
from this caution, just because they, I think they pitted like 10 laps before that. Um, so yeah, I think he's getting paid by NASCAR to, to, you know, make these finishes a little bit more exciting. Um, <laughs> could be. Could yeah. Be. But, it, you know, it was, I think they said the longest green flag run to the finish we've had so far this year was like six laps. I was like, that is absurd. Um, but hey, the, the shit happens. That's that's what happens when you have yeah. a, a dumb green-white checker rule. Um, but it is what it is. I, I could sit here and bitch about NASCAR rules all day. Really but next up, the maybe, next maybe, race. Maybe one episode we'll just have to let you get it off your chest. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think it's going to come sooner <laughs> or later. Um, <laughs> Probably maybe, sooner rather than later. Yeah, maybe, maybe on NASCAR's off week. I'm just going to run them down on how much shit <laughs> uh, they need to change. Just tell them about themselves. But, uh, you know, no, that's going to be one of our first YouTube videos is I'm going to go to the NASCAR offices right. just down the road and I'm just going to find the first person I can. It'll be a janitor and I'll just bitch at him for like two <laughs> hours. And mopping just, the damn floors. He's just going to sit there like, yep, like, okay. Fuck you and your green flag rule or green checkered rule. Oh, man. Poor no. guy. But anyway, next up, we have another race that I'm not really excited for. Uh, we have the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, that'll be 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, on Sunday, and listen, I understand Atlanta need re- needed repaved badly. You know, it hadn't been touched since 1997. I want to say when they reconfigured yep, it. 97. Um, God, just, again, I understand it need repaved, but redesigning it the way they have, um, to make it into basically a, a, a super speedway, like something to somewhat match Daytona or Talladega, I just think is really stupid. Now we have to worry about the freaking double yellow line rule, which theirs is red, white, and blue, which is, okay, cool, you're patriotic, but I again, <laughs> the line rule is one of the dumbest goddamn rules in racing. Um, it, I just don't agree with the, the redesign at all. I think trying to make a mile and a half track into a super speedway is going to end horribly. Um, this is either going to be a complete wreck fest and nobody's going to finish the race, uh, or... I don't know. I I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, so as George stated, uh resurfaced, redesigned or reconfigured a little bit. Um five hundred mile race. Uh it is like George said, one and a half mile oval. Um might as well call it a super speedway at this point, honestly. Uh but it has been a highly anticipated race since the redesign uh came about, since it started. Um and for good reason. Uh, whether you're on the positive side of it or the negative side, either way, you know, from the slope of the turns to the safer catch fences and even to a new drainage system that's supposed to help with the um, helping dry the track out with inclement weather. Um, you know, it's it's not only supposed to be safer, but in their minds, it's supposed to be hopefully more entertaining. Um, you know, you got new track plus new cars uh, should be at least an eventful race. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be you know, great as far as the actual racing goes, like George said. Um, but I guess, I guess time will tell. We'll see on Sunday. Yeah. It, listen, my, my biggest thing is it's like one, the drivers hate it. And two, like if they're going to redesign this track, they should have went back to the old design they had, which was the, the mile and a half, just straight oval, you know, without the, the dog leg in it. Actually, it might've been a little less than a mile and a half, but like, that's what the fans wanted. And that's what they should have brought back. If you wanted to do all this bullshit to a track, they should have done it to Texas, and we're going to talk about Texas and how much I hate that here in a minute when we get to any car. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just I despise everything ab- about what they're doing to Atlanta. Again, they should have done it to a different track. 
I don't agree with turning a mile and a half into a super speedway. Like I said, I think it's just gonna. I understand these cars are safer. I don't. I'm not saying it's gonna be an unsafe race. I just think it's gonna be a shit show, and a wreck fest. Um, but of course, you know we have. We thought the same thing about the clash too. In all fairness, but I guess. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely you know, two totally different tracks. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just I thought the clash was gonna be a wreck fest because you know it's so it was so tiny. Everybody was just gonna be running over each other. I think this is gonna be a wreck fest. It was like put, it's, it's like putting four ten sprint cars on like a quarter mile track. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like this, I just think it's gonna be a shit show because one, everybody that is a decent super speedway racer just wrecks everybody like Kislowski or Bubba Wallace or you know Ricky Stenhouse. And that's just what's going to happen here. And it's a lot narrower than, like, Daytona or Talladega is. So that's why, I don't know. But we, we'll see. We're going to find out here on uh, Sunday. I guess the first thing, I, I don't, I think the truck series race is Friday night. So I guess we'll find out Friday night what it's going to look like. Um, but, of course, you know, Atlanta's a historical track. It was one of uh, Arnhart Sr.'s favorite tracks. Um, think of all those. when uh, Him and Bobby ran to the finish in 2000, I want to say it was. And Bobby Lobani just beat him. Um, both Petty and Arnhart have been there four times. They're the only drivers to make it to victory lane four times at this track. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, so we have 37 cars as always, um, because NASCAR can't find 40 cars to fill a field anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Ryan Blaney is your defending champ. Sorry, sorry. So, no, I am so sorry. But Ryan Blaney is your springtime uh, defending champion of the track. Again, uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top and how. Because it's, it's so weird because Ryan Blaney is a really good restrictor plate track driver. Um, so very easily could take home this one as well. Um, but I, you know, I'm more drawn to like Hamlin. Um yeah, I don't know who I want to pick. I'll let you pick first. You go ahead, and then I'll, I'll decide. Yeah, so I'm going to go, and I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like this pick <laughs> because, like, we talk about this um, in other sports we talk about. You start to feel so good about somebody that it starts to turn you off of them. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I wrote down Ryan Blaney uh, the other day. Uh, obviously, he's last year's winner. He's been having a great season, led a lot of laps this past weekend in Phoenix. Um, the car has just looked great. He's, but like where I, st- <laughs> where I start to get questionable is he's the favorite and you know me, um, like as soon as I put faith in a favorite, it just goes downhill. But I, I think I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go Ryan Blaney, uh, see if he can, he can repeat from last year and, uh, get his first win of the season with a strong performance. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Chase Elliott. Okay, I wanted to give it a second to hear Slade just curse in his car as I said that. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Ricky Stenhouse. Um, again, like I said, he's he has gotten better with not wrecking guys as much anymore. Um, I'm sorry, I, I kind of took that shot at him earlier, but like I said, he's usually really good on the restrictor plate tracks. Um, if that's how this this track is gonna race, I think he should definitely be a, a contender. Uh, he's also looked really good on the regular ovals so far this year too. Um, they've you know steadily increased every week. He's been right in the in and around the top ten every week. Um, so you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with off the board pick here. I'm going to go with Ricky Stenhouse. Um, so again, that race is Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, earlier in the day on Sunday, over on NBC, um, 
we have the Expel 375 at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, again, a track I absolutely despise. I hope to God this is the last year IndyCar tries to race here. Um, nobody enjoys a one-groove racetrack because they can't race in the PJ1 that Texas puts down. Um, because, again, they can't create any grip because they paved that track so fucking terribly. <laughs> uh, it's a 375-mile race, obviously. Uh, 284s. Uh, miles, I really wish IndyCar would leave here and go to like Charlotte. Like, and I'm not saying that because I live here, but I think if you're gonna race on a mile and a half, you got to do it like properly. Go there or go back to Chicagoland or even go to Kentucky. That's just sitting dormant right now. Um, but again, IndyCar somehow does find a way to put on a, a pretty good show here. Uh, it's it's always a great race. I wish it was back on Saturday night, so because the night race at Texas is is oh yes, you see in the sparks fly, tempers flare. It, it's a lot. A lot cooler, but nonetheless, like I said, IndyCar just knows how to put on a show, even at the worst tracks. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, George said, um, you know, kind of a one-lane track, but it does have a minimum track width of sixty feet. Uh, so there is plenty of room for passing. But if you ask any driver who's ever raced there, just because there's sixty feet to do it, doesn't mean that you should. Um, three wide in texas is like four to five wide on any other track like typically two wide in texas the announcers start getting a little antsy start getting a little louder um and once the marbles start gathering towards the top of the turns anything can happen um we've talked about it in previous episodes like alexander rossi um you know all, all kinds of shit uh, texas is just it it might come down to a lot of wrecks um and a lot of people being scared to pass but the people who aren't scared to pass, the ones who are willing to say fuck it and just send it around a car because they want to win, those are the ones that create the good races here. Um, so it'll uh, it'll be exciting, to say the least. Yeah, um, Pato Award is, is and, and Rossi are the, the two names that come to my mind uh, when you think of just going balls to the wall at Texas. Um, you know, I, can't, I can't wait to see Herta because... Yeah. He's been getting that way on other tracks, so I, I'm I'm interested to see what he does here. Yeah, I mean, well, last year Pato Award won one of the races. Today, the Texas doubleheader, he won one of the races, and he won it because he just stuck that bitch on the outside, uh, <laughs> going into the turn and went around the guys on a restart too, nonetheless. Um, so it, it's it's exciting to watch these guys go in there, but it's really exciting when you get like like I said, Award or Rossi or you know the guys that just you know drive with nuts that you can see from outer space. Um, oh yeah. So, but yeah, so we have practice and qualifying will happen on Saturday. That'll all be on Peacock. Uh, like we said, Award and Dixon are the the defending race winners from last year with the doubleheader. Um, Jimmy Johnson is making his IndyCar Oval debut, uh, and he's doing it at a track that he won seven times uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, I'm really excited to see him run ovals. Uh, this is going to be a great indicator on how well I think he's going to run to Indy in two months. Um, so I'm thinking he's going to do well, but Nick, uh, why don't you give me who you think is going to win the race? Yes. Yeah, so speak of the devil. Um, I, so I, I'll let George talk about who he picked, but it's funny because George and I originally both picked the same person and George was like, nah, fuck you. I'm picking somebody else. Um, and the person that George ended up picking was actually my, would have been my first pick, but my, my number one pick is Jimmy Johnson just because it's the perfect situation for him to race. He knows how this track is. Um, he's looked relatively comfortable um, and even good, uh, you know, in, in IndyCar. Um, and like I said, this is a race that 
He knows he's won it seven times, which is the most in NASCAR Cup Series history, by the way. Um, you know, he, he's comfortable here. I think he's comfortable in the car. If there is a race that he is primed to win this season, I definitely think it's this one. But if he's not the winner, I, I think it's going to be George's pick here. George, why don't you go ahead and tell him, tell him who you picked? Yeah, so again, it was I, I originally was going to go with Johnson. Um, I'm going with Rossi because he always seems to run really well at Texas when he gets more than a lap in. <laughs> Last year, he got taken out of the first lap. I think it was the very first race. Um, and then just the rest of the weekend, he was trying to play catch up. But yeah, so I, I have Rossi, but again, uh, I expect a ward to be up there. He's become one of the best oval drivers there is in any car. Um, but yeah, I'm, Rossi's my first pick. I would probably put Johnson second and then a ward third. Um, it's going to be hilarious if that turns out to be the podium. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm, I I'm doubt gonna, it. Then we'll act <laughs> like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm going Rossi. Um, but either way, I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, again, that is 1230 um, on NBC on Sunday. And the morning race on Sunday, we have Formula One making its triumphant return to start their 2022 season. Uh, it's the Gulf Air Baja Rain Grand Prix. Um, that'll be 11 a.m. on one of the ESPN networks. Uh, they have not said which one yet. Um, most likely ABC or ESPN2. Those are the two channels I normally find them on. Um, but check your local listings uh, to find out what... You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to find out what, what track, or excuse me, what channel that'll be on. Um, last week, I don't know if we updated you guys, but Dan Ricardo. Uh, was out sick from testing. Uh, he just said he was feeling under the weather. Turns out he had COVID. He has cleared COVID protocols, and he will race this week. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, however, will not race as he has tested positive. He'll be out. Nico Hulkenberg uh, will be in for him at Aston Martin. I love watching Nico Hulkenberg race. Um, <laughs> I love that name. Yeah. Well, if <laughs> you you need to watch how Daniel Ricciardo pronounces it. It's like Nico Hulkenberg. Because he, he, he's French, so he or no, he's German, so he tries to say it with like the German pronunciation. Oh, yeah. It's it's hysterical to watch. Um, <laughs> speaking of German, he was supposed to win the German Grand Prix that year until he binned it in the rain, but shit happens. Um, but yeah, F1 is debuting a brand new car and a lot of rules this year. So Nick, why don't you tell us about the car? Yes, sir. So uh, there are many new features designed to create a more cost-effective car, some better racing, uh, and more parity. Uh, some of the features uh, we have the overwheel winglets and wheel covers. Uh, McLaren is using their Google sponsorship and making their wheel covers the Chrome logo, which part of me thinks is cool, part of me is like, Bleh. but nonetheless. Um, uh, 18 inch low profile tires, new front and rear wing designs. Uh, ground effect is back with the use of underfloor tunnels rather than steps to create more downforce. Teams have been allowed uh, almost complete freedom within the rules to build the car however they interpret, creating many different designs, especially uh, in the side pod area, uh, with Mercedes and Williams taking a sleek, trimmed-down approach compared to Ferrari and Aston Martin's uh, wider design approach. Yeah, uh, cool is that, or <laughs> excuse me, the cars have looked really cool. Um, Ferrari's looks sick. Um I mean, and I'm I'm not saying that just because I'm a furry fan, but like I I just love the way that their their side pods look with like the little dip in the middle. Um, I'm really excited to see how this whole year pans out. Uh, you've had Lewis Hamilton come out and say, "Oh yeah, we don't have the, a car capable of winning a race," which I'm calling bullshit. They say that every year, and 
they run away through constructors championship but I'm, I'm hoping that f1 does start to get the parity they want uh and we can see some of these you know midfield to you know back of the field teams compete for points and you know maybe even podiums and race wins um i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh some of the rule changes um that we have is first is the the q2 the q2 tire rule uh, is gone um so what that rule was i forget how long this has been in place but whatever tire compound you ran in the q2 session uh, so there's three qualifying sessions q1 q2 and q3 q3 uh, whatever you ran in q2 that's what you had to, to start the race on um and this year that's gone. You can qualify on whatever tires you want throughout all three sessions, except for if you make it to the third, they will give you a set of the soft, the softest compounds are running that week. And then you run that. And as soon as that qualifying session's over, you have to turn those tires back in. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how the strategies start to play out then. Um, you know, you won't, you won't get that indicator in qualifying. You have to wait until race morning to figure that out. Um, and also, the other rule change, and this is probably the bigger one that everybody was looking forward to, uh, they've changed the lap car overtaking the safety car uh, rule that caused so much drama last year in the season finale. Um, Mercedes cried foul because the the race director let only a few cars go that were basically the barrier in between Hamilton and Verstappen. Uh, everybody said that wasn't right. So the wording before said that the race controller um, could use her discretion to allow quote-unquote any cars to overtake the safety car uh, that rule has now been changed to say that if he lets one go he has to let all of them go um, to overtake the safety car uh, kind of salt in the wound really I feel like for Mercedes but uh, <laughs> it is what it is at least the rule is mostly fixed and also also Michael Massey's gone which is good because he was the worst race director I think I've ever seen and I haven't been watching that long um, but just go through the new driver lineups real quick for you guys. Uh, at Mercedes, we still have Lewis Hamilton, uh, taking over for Valtteri Bottas. We have George Russell, uh, Red Bull racing. We keep the tandem of Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Ferrari keeps Charles. Yeah. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz McLaren again with Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo, uh, Alpine with Espen Ocon and Fernando Alonso. Alphatari keeps Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda. Aston Martin, Lance Stroll, and Sebastian Vettel. Williams uh, brings back Alexander Albon into the F1 ranks alongside Nicholas Latifi. Alfa Romeo will have Valtteri Bottas along Guan Yu Zhou. I, I really hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> and F1, or Haas F1, as we talked about last week. Uh, Kevin Magnussen will take over for Nikita Mazurpin. And he will team up with Mick Schumacher. So not a lot of changes this year. Um, you know, a few notable names moving around. But for the most part, still a pretty even keel grid from last year. Uh, Nick, do you care to take any gander at who you think will win the championship or even the race this weekend? <sighs> um, I don't know about the race. I mean, I, I could throw a... Throw a name out there, I guess. You know, I, I'm just I'm I'm gonna throw one out for the race and say Nico Hulkberg just because I like his name. Um, <laughs> is that a winning formula? Probably not. But that would that would be dope if he wins this race. That would be so cool. Uh, I would love <laughs> for it. real. Um, um, as far as the championship, you know, I before this season starts, like 
the past few seasons i've only got to watch a couple races i you we had this conversation before um mm-hmm. formula one and nascar were kind of in the same page for me as far as starting to get boring i thought formula one was you know uh, worse than nascar was because you just, yeah you just had the, yeah you had the same guy winning every race and then the, the yeah, same constructor just, winning every title yeah it just um, wasn't Last year was a big change so, of that. I'm hoping this year continues to you know change it more, where it's not just two guys running away with it or two constructors. Yeah, you, know, you have well, more l- last year was the reason that you know that I even you know agreed to start focusing on Formula One because I was like, okay, well maybe. And then you know the new cars came out and whatnot. Um, so it's hard to tell, but I'm gonna go with just for the championship since I really have no idea. Um, I'm gonna go with one of my favorite drivers that I watch uh, when I do watch, and that's gonna be uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Again, another, I would love to see him win the championship. He deserves it. For the race, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Checo, Sergio Perez. I'm not the biggest fan of him, uh, but I just feel like something's going to happen at the front, either you know with Verstappen and Hamilton or Verstappen and somebody else. Um, and Checo's just going to be right there waiting. So I'm going to give it to Checo for the race win. For the championship... I think I think I'm gonna go with Carlos Sainz, and I know that sounds off the wall, but I feel like he's the best driver at Ferrari. I think Ferrari has a bounce back year this year. They've looked really good in testing, which I know they have in the past before, and then come time for the season, they just fall flat on their face. Um, but I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year. So I'm gonna go with either Carlos Sainz or Verstappen repeats as champion. Um, so that is my pick for the year, and that will wrap up our podcast uh, for this week. Um, Come back next week as we'll be just as busy. We'll review the Folds of Honor 500, the XPL 375 at Texas and IndyCar, uh, and the Baja Rain Grand Prix. We'll also, I just said P, the Baja Rain Grand Prix. Uh, and we'll also talk a little bit about the, the 12 hours of Sebring that's going to happen this weekend. Uh, so, busy episode coming to you guys next week. Uh, so, make sure you tune in. You got anything else? Uh, check out the merch. Follow yeah. the social medias. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, yeah, I'm tired of seeing Nick just retweet himself on Twitter all the time and nobody else responds yeah. to him. I, I've honestly debated deleting my private Twitter just to prevent myself from doing that. But at least, like, to, to outsiders, like, it, it just looks like I'm responding to, well, I don't know. You could definitely tell it's me in the Jack Wagon picture, but nonetheless. You, you try to make it look like you're not, but. Yeah. Well, you post on there, too. So I'd be like, mm, let me act like George tweeted this. Yeah. yeah, definitely stop making me look so lonely and miserable on Twitter. And if you have any uh, NASCAR fantasy tips, send them in the DMs because I'm losing to George and Slade. Yeah. Quite I've gone back to back two weeks in a row now. Now, now I just got to catch Slade because he whooped her ass in the 500. I kind of yeah. closed <laughs> the gap on Auto Club. But yeah, no, he. I think he See, still... if, if I wouldn't have forgot to change my lineup for a second week, I would have I been. I want to say, closer, let but. me look here. I feel like he's still like damn near 100 points ahead of me. Probably. Let's see here. League. It is not. It's Overall, not good. 70. Six, 69 damn. points. Nice. He is 69 nice. points ahead of me. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so he is. Slate has 770 points. Nick is sitting there with 493. So you're. Yes, sir. You're, you're pert near 300 points back. So, yeah, you got to make up. Got some. a long season ahead, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're only four races in. You should be fine. But like I said, that'll wrap up our episode for this week. Uh, We will be back next week. Everybody have a great weekend. Yep. See you later, everybody.